0: Good morning. It's 11 minutes before 8 a.m. You're listening to Raven Radio, KCAW in Sitka. Today is Wednesday, June fourteenth, 2023. I'm Peter Apathy with Raven News. After several setbacks, youth advocates of Sitka, or YAS, can now move forward with plans to develop a $2 million residential treatment program for teens and young adults experiencing homelessness. In April, the Planning Commission, on a split vote, denied the local nonprofit's application to turn a duplex on Halibut Point Road into the pilot program, Coastal Haven. YAS appealed the Commission's decision before the Sitka Assembly last night. Acting essentially as a judicial body, the Assembly heard presentations from the City's Planning Department, followed by a formal appeal from YAS. Then they opened the floor up to public testimony, and over 20 Sitkins commented on the appeal. More than half spoke in support of youth advocates, but a group of neighbors also voiced concerns about the location of the proposed facility. In its appeal, YAS argued that the Planning Commission, in denying the permit, had violated the Fair Housing Act, which prohibits housing discrimination. An outside legal review also raised questions about whether the commission's decision could be scrutinized under federal law. But when it came time for the Assembly to deliberate, The group mostly avoided the larger constitutional question at hand. Instead, under the recommendation of municipal attorney Brian Hansen, they focused on whether the original application had met each of six criteria for a conditional use permit in a residential zone and ultimately found that YAS had provided enough evidence to meet those requirements. The group unanimously voted in favor of granting the appeal. We'll have more coverage of the Sitka Assembly's decision to grant YAS's appeal on Raven News tonight at 518. A Washington-based conservation group has likely closed this summer's southeast Alaska king salmon troll fishery after a three-year legal battle. The Wild Fish Conservancy's case rests on the idea that king salmon harvest in southeast Alaska drive the decline of southern resident orcas. And now the group is doubling down. They're pursuing Endangered Species Act protections for several populations of king salmon across Alaska, KFSK's Shelby Herbert
1: reports.
2: Even other environmental groups are questioning the Wild Fish Conservancy's latest move.
1: It's overkill. It's it's going way too far, pretty dramatic overreach.
2: Tim Bristol is the executive director of Salmon State, a salmon conservation agency. The group's mission is to protect the future of wild salmon in Alaska. And Bristol says the Endangered Species Act isn't the right tool to fix the declining king stocks.
1: I'm, I'm deeply worried that it will make a lot of people really oppose the Endangered Species Act or express concern about whether the Endangered Species Act still works or not. I think it's an important tool in the toolbox, but I think it's also a tool that needs to be used very judiciously, very carefully, and for very specific circumstances. And to just try to have a blanket series of listings for stocks from areas of the state that are widely different, I think is very concerning.
2: Freelance journalist Nat Hurst first reported the ESA petition. The Wild Fish Conservancy wrote a letter to the commissioner of the Alaska Department of Fish and Game, Doug Vincent Lang, in late May. It said their intent is to list and designate critical habitat for multiple populations of king salmon in southeast Alaska, southwest Alaska, and Cook Inlet. Three years ago, the organization filed a lawsuit to protect a declining population of orcas in the Puget Sound by restoring king salmon to their fishing grounds. A federal judge in Washington state issued a ruling in early May that's likely to shut down trolling for king salmon in southeast Alaska for the summer. Bristol says the Wild Fish Conservancy was wrong to target the trollers. And now they're doubling down by trying to list king salmon populations as endangered.
1: This just takes it to a place where people shut down and they go into a defensive mode because of pending listing and potential litigation. And that's just, it's not the way we're going to be able to solve this problem.
2: If Alaska king salmon make it onto the endangered species list, it could mean the closure of commercial harvests of kings and punish other fisheries that accidentally catch them. Amy Daughtery is the executive director for the Alaska Trollers Association. She says the trollers are too busy fighting the closure of their fishery to plan for a potential ESA listing.
1: Uh, we haven't focused on that one yet just because we're, we're still preparing for the appeals process of the first lawsuit. But um, shortly we will be taking a harder look at that after we see the, the filing.
2: Daughtry says, soon enough, other fisheries will share the burden of the existential threat to the southeast trollers. The United Fishermen of Alaska is an umbrella organization representing 37 other fishing orgs from across Alaska. Tracy Welch is its executive director. She saw an outpouring of industry support for the trollers, and she expects that will grow even louder in the face of litigation that could affect more fisheries.
1: I think we've already seen uh, industry support in that respect, but the fact that this is, has the potential to impact sport and subsistence along with commercial, I think and hope that there will be you know, more support throughout the
3: state um, amongst user groups.
2: Commissioner Vincent Lang said that there's no way Alaska kingstocks are in jeopardy of extinction. In an emailed statement, he said, quote, the ESA is not the right tool to address issues related to low productivity. While the abundance of some stocks have taken a dip in recent years, the state has and will continue to take strong action to rebuild these stocks. End quote. The Wild Fish Conservancy hasn't filed the petition yet. Its letter to Vincent Lang, dated May 24th, said they would file one within 30 days. Reporting in Petersburg, I'm Shelby Herbert.
0: A thousand people gathered at Auk Bay in Juneau on Saturday to welcome the canoe Hukulea and her crew to Juneau. Now the crew is preparing to embark on a four-year journey around the world. KTOO's Yvonne Crumry reports.
3: People on the shore heard the sounding of the conch as the twin-hulled, wind-powered voyaging canoe approached. Formline-painted yachts brought the canoe to shore as dancers performed in cedar hats and chilcat robes. Akkwan leaders welcomed the canoe to their homeland. Elder Fran Houston said the four-year journey will be special and good for the communities it touches.
0: It means a whole lot, whole lot to everybody. the The connection is powerful. Everything right now is powerful, and uh, I, I'm just real happy and just tickled pink. <laughs>
3: The crew of the Hokulea and their southeast navigators lined the beach, facing the Hlingit elders who came to greet them. Houston led a song she learned from her grandmother to the visitors.
0: It's with love. And I love singing it. And I'm surprised that I sang both verses twice. <laughs> so i like to say you're welcome to the shore, and I'm happy that you're here.
3: The crew, some dressed in t-shirts and hats, others in lave and malo, return the welcome with their own songs and chants. The Hokulea was returning from a voyage to Yakutat and other Southeast communities. On Thursday, the crew will begin a more than 40,000-mile journey called Moana Nuakea with the goal to learn about land stewardship and unity from indigenous communities around the world. Nainoa Thompson, president of the Polynesian Voyaging Society, spoke to the crowd about that history and about the Voyaging Society's relationship with Southeast Alaska's indigenous communities. Who gifted the society two spruce trees in the 1990s to build another canoe?
0: I have the impossible task of kind of thanking everybody for not just making this day happen, but the whole journey through southeast Alaska that will take two months and about 1,200 miles.
3: Chris Blake is a part of the crew that traveled to Yakutat. Back home in Oahu, he teaches traditional, non-instrumental navigation and wayfinding.
1: It was a, a beautiful, it's a 30-hour journey, uh, being on the inland areas and then when we got out to the ocean, it's definitely a lot colder than we were used to, um, but the, the amount of things that we're seeing and, and the unfamiliarity with it, um, we were a lot of elders and people who were much more familiar with the area were there to guide us.
3: Blake said he was energized by the navigation and voyaging skills shared by the indigenous Hawaiians and Southeast Alaska Natives.
1: You know, it was such great to see the, um, the abilities that we have and how they parallel a lot of the experts who are familiar with these areas and how, you know, although we're not necessarily truly related, but how a lot of our similarities are able to help us and to drive us into the things that we have to do, um, got us to our destination.
3: Blake hopes he can be chosen to continue to participate in the Moana Nuakea voyage as it circles the Earth. In Juneau, I'm Yvonne Crumry.
0: That was... KTOO's Yvonne Crumry reporting. The Hokulea will set off on its voyage around the world tomorrow afternoon from Auk Bay. Tribes in southeast Alaska and across the border in Canada have declared an emergency for salmon facing environmental risks. Leaders with the Southeast Alaska Indigenous Transboundary Commission made the announcement at the fourth annual Indigenous Leaders Summit in Washington last week. The Transboundary Commission represents 15 Tsimshian, Hlinket, and Haida nations. They say that Pacific salmon are facing habitat loss and degradation of critical waterways on both sides of the border. Guy Alterbald is the commission's executive director.
1: We're seeing declining salmon stocks across the board, especially uh, king salmon or chinook. And we you know, come to the conclusion that there's no time delay.
0: Archibald says the commission wants two specific things to come from the declaration. They hope to unify tribes in Alaska and Washington.